You're listening to Avid Addict Anonymous. I'm your host, uh, Luis Rios. I have my guest here, Corey Etherly. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> you, you can't see this, but like his his teeth were up to like each side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to bring up something quick, you know, start something small, because we just finished watching all of the Star Wars movies, you know, finished them all back to back. We did it in like the way that they were filmed rather than like the actual chronology of the universe. Yep. I wanted to get your idea on like type of games that could be created with the universe. I mean, not like stuff revolving around like the current stuff, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, or Battlefront, like, you you had a different idea. Like, what was it? Yeah, I was like, why don't you team up with Rockstar and make this sandbox universe? Mm-hmm. But have, you know, you play as... Instead of a Jedi all the time, you could play as a gangster or something like that. Like, Han Solo. He wasn't really a gangster, but you know what I'm talking about. So basically, like, like Cyberpunk, but Star Wars? Cyberpunk, <laughs> but Star Wars. But you know what? Cyberpunk is doing it already, so... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they might as well just, like, let them do that. Exactly. The CD Projekt Red, right? I mean, they did made a Star Wars dancing game. I was like, you might as well make one. You play as the aliens on the the Kinect. Yeah, (laughs) it was pretty fun. I liked it. I liked it. But I I see, like, there's so much potential in the Star Wars universe, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like we can get... I know a lot of people like the Jedi and stuff like that, but not get away from it, but make the universe so big and have so many different choices to choose from that you can... Oh, like know, a class system. Uh, have you ever heard of a... Like have a class The Knights system. of the Old Republic thing? <laughs> you know what? That's the, that's the one I'm looting Because to. you're just talking about that now. Yeah. Something like that, but like bring it into like, you know, modern era. I could have sworn your idea was more like a sandbox type of feel rather than just living in a... RPGs type work. Well, you can have both. You think that'll work? Hmm? Is there any game that actually does RPGs? So I should say it. A Fallout. Have you ever played Fallout? That? Fallout. Fallout yeah. Skyrim. Fallout. Skyrim. Do you count GTA? Not really. That's right? not an RPG. <laughs> I know you can level up something. <laughs> you can level up I mean, how fast um, you're pressing the A button. Yeah. You don't need to be pressing the A button that much, or like you don't die of stamina or some crap. But I, I was know. just thinking like. You can have both. I mean, RPG elements just means, like, you're leveling up your stuff and stuff like that. But you can mm-hmm. still have it in the sandbox, you know? Like a proper open-world type setting that could yeah. be interactable. Exactly. And then you could choose your class from, like, you don't know, you want to be a stormtrooper, you want to be a Jedi, you want to be, like, a mercenary, you want to be, like, a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Instead of being limited in, like, every game, you're either a Jedi or when you're part of, like, the Rebel Alliance, you're... Normally one of the ground troopers, or if you're part of, like, the First Order, I guess, because of the current iteration. Someone that shoots, pow, pow. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, get have you ever played the new Battlefronts or no? Listen, as soon as I saw EA, I was like, let me take a step back. Because <laughs> I already know what EA was going to come with. Like, Battlefront, especially the second one, looks so good. I really wanted to get it. Mm. The one thing that held me back, it was like, this is by EA. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me give EA a chance. Review comes out. Oh, pay the win. When Battlefront 2 came out, I bought it right away. Yeah. And I'm like, when I was playing for like the first week, I was like, oh, cool, skill cards. Now I'm seeing people constantly deck me with like legendary cards. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought I paid like already like 80 bucks for this game. Mm-hmm. And now I have to like pay like, what, 20 extra so that way I could be as good as this guy? Exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's so messed up. Well, like the problem with EA's Battlefront, like, just to give context for other people, is the original release when it came out they had a pay-to-win system that we were just discussing where each card based thing gave you a special skill 
and certain skills were improved upon with like the higher level that they were. Mm-hmm. And if you paid to like get a certain like amount of cards because it was a randomized loot box, it wasn't set in stone what you'd get. But once you got that, you basically had it. So exactly. once you had it, and like it basically morphed into like a super ability where the base skill you're like charged at ten percent. Like you can shoot a blaster and it only does ten percent extra damage. Yeah. And like the super effect is like thirty percent damage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how busted that was. Yeah, it was to the point where then EA had like apologized to Disney. No, and, Disney uh, was what? so Disney. That's kind of why currently why we're kind of experimenting with ideas because now that like Disney kind of cut hold with EA, mm-hmm. they kind of just said, "Ayo, screw you guys. You're doing such. You're doing our business so dirty." Ironic coming from the mouse because yeah, <laughs> you've seen the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's each its own on the whatever you feel on the plots or like the story. We're just talking about the games right now. Then the mouse basically held their hand and said, "None of that." Smack them like, clap exactly. them off and said, "Don't you dare do that. You're gonna ruin our like franchise and you're gonna besmirch our name because of it. Because we gave you that, and you're ruining our credibility." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing they did that and. Who's the new company that made um, uh, Fallen Order? Fallen Order? That's technically an EA game. That's Reach One. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was after Disney disciplined them, right? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney held them to still making a few more games. I think they have maybe one more left. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What they, they had a 10-year contract, but they released them a little early because of what they did with Battlefront. Yeah. It's so sad because, you know, if Battlefront was, you know, if they were less greedy with it and it was released with, like, the quality that it, it was supposed to live up to, mm-hmm. it could have been, like, you know, something that everybody was playing, you know? They could have made a lot more money <laughs> if they didn't have that. They should have made a lot transaction. more money. Yeah. I mean, everything on the Star Wars brand should have made a lot more money. But, exactly. You know, <laughs> bad business practice all around. It's not just from the gaming industry, also from... The marketing team on the actual movies and films. Uh, no, mm. I, I'm going backwards again. <laughs> going backwards, yeah. Um, nah, but I, I really don't like how they originally promoted it. It's good that Disney doubled down and told them to not do any of that. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the proper way? Double down? Double down's the opposite of that, right? Or, I know. How, you know, let's just say discipline. <laughs> yeah, discipline. There you go. Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> Um, Double down on the ass opens, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Crack the whip. <laughs> you will make my games better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. anyway, uh, another topic that I wanted to breeze through. You and me were just talking about like the PlayStation Five and how ridiculous everything is coming out with that. Not just on like the speculative design. But everyone basically making up new ones for no reason. Yeah, we <laughs> just finished looking at one. It looked exactly like a Wii. <laughs> of like two black things and on like each it, side. <laughs> the worst part is, like it said, like Sony Interactive Entertainment stuff like that, right? Yeah. Or Sony Entertainment Interact. Uh, some weird compilation of like that to make it seem like it was legit, but it wasn't. Exactly, and you got so many people. I guess they're just like hyped, hyped over it. It's so the console to the point where they're like oh you know let's make friend ones and put it online or let's trick people well i don't know man it's, it's weird do you think that's dangerous though like people building up into too much hype you know that was a big problem back like, 
yeah, all the time. <laughs> if you build up into too much hype and then the hype doesn't meet reality, mm-hmm. then that hurts the console and the sales and everything. You think it's the console or mainly the games that they push out? How so? What do you mean? Like like third-party games and stuff like that. Like what What makes the console sell or what makes it crash? Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> All factors. Remember, the Xbox 360, no, the PS3 still had more games than the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. But the Xbox 360 was a more successful console because the way they made the architecture of the whole console, it, they made it so that it would be easier for developers to program for that console or put their games on that console. PS3, you had to go through a whole system. People were getting headaches because they're like, yo, how the hell am I supposed to put this on your game? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Because mm-hmm. you got to go, you know, with developing and stuff like that, you got to make it compatible with the system. And you got to go through this whole phase of programming stuff. And it's, it just looked, it was just harder to program for the PS3, you know? I, I, wasn't that the main reason why it didn't do well? Like, another, we were just talking about this, too. Yes. With uh, how they overpriced their console. They overpriced it for a good reason. For a good reason? I didn't know this at the time. I could have sworn their parts were a lot cheaper, but they were no. selling their consoles at a lower rate than they should have. Because every time they sold the console, they yeah. lost money, right? Yeah, so when people <laughs> see sales, they think that the console with the higher number is the one that sells the most. Think, Although that is true. I think you're confusing revenue uh, versus like actual mm-hmm. sales units. Because mm-hmm. like they, prob- they definitely lost on revenue, but they definitely mm-hmm. had better sales numbers, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways you can bring up sales numbers yeah, and be like... <laughs> different ways to manipulate the system. Yep. But they definitely were outselling, like, the current... That generation was uh, Wii and Xbox 360. Yeah. Wii outsold everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. The Wii, the Wii <laughs> like, the literally dominated. <laughs> dominated, like... I think the Wii is number two or number three in, like, the best-selling consoles. I think I number remember. one, no matter what, is uh, the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance or just Game Boy. PlayStation 2. Really? Number 2 is DS. Really? I have to look at this. I'm looking this up right now. Uh, all right. At least during that current generation cycle, yeah. it was the Wii, PlayStation 3, barely, and Xbox 360. Xbox 360 was really doing well with like their kind of better business practices back then. Mm-hmm. It's It wasn't perfect, but at least it was like a lot more approachable at the time. Later on is when uh, Microsoft started getting a little yeah. scummy and uh trying to sell that connect to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I still rant about how ridiculous the Xbox One's E three was where they like announced it and they're like, Always online. Uh then like there's also the tag of Connect compatible games constantly. Had to have that connect with you no matter what. An extra hundred dollars just to have like a little thing that looks at you and like scans you. You know, that's just, like another way the government gets you, bro. <laughs> You're close. So number one selling console of all time is PlayStation Two. Wow. Yep, yep. PlayStation Two. Then the DS is second. Game Boy is third. Four. The PlayStation Four is fourth. Ironically. Wow. <laughs> I, <all laughs> PlayStation. Right. Oh, the OG PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. and then we. Yeah, yeah, obviously the Wii was a lot better than the PlayStation 3 Xbox, yeah. I have a feeling, yeah, though, on that. Yeah. by the end of this console This, this um, console cycle, cycle? Yeah, I think the Switch might be above. Uh, it might. The, I don't well, you think know what, so. You know what? 
You're right, because of this COVID-19 and their units. Well, their actually, shortages. because of that, people are buying stuff a lot more. Yeah, but the shortage of the units and stuff like that. It's mainly because of manufacturing costs now because Man. of COVID. Hmm. Because most manufacturing places are back in, like, Taiwan and, like, lower Chinese industries and stuff like that. Hmm. So they can't exactly get to them where it's basically the most infected areas. Hmm. I'm not sure how soon they could get back into the normal production cycles, but they don't do things in house anymore, and so they when they're constantly relying on other, uh, what is it like system chains, uh, shipping chains. I know what you're talking about. S- yeah, some variable of where you you have to rely upon someone else to distribute your stuff. Yes, and that's like the the biggest problem with why current consoles are going to be like. So mm. so that's why we're not getting like switches in like Walmart and stuff like that. Pretty much, basically. Oh wow. Or like, well, at least they're limited. They're limited. Okay, that's I mean, crazy. But that will affect the overall sales. I mean, it, I think that's gonna really dip into like the PlayStation Five and the Xbox One X too, mm. because no matter how you look at it, like this is affecting all of the industry. Man. Yeah. Like, do you know how they have to? They can't. They canceled E three. Oh yeah, they canceled. Um, uh, I think they're having they're having this new thing called Game Fest. Game Fest. Game Fest. Is that like when they're doing like that four day festival? To like, it's like a about? um, it's like a whole. Are, is it all online, right? Yeah, it's like each week or something like that. They'll release like something new, mm-hmm. or each month. It's gonna be like weekly or monthly. I can't remember. Got you. But it's gonna be across the summer. That they're gonna start showing new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Is it like the whole entire summer until like, August? I so believe. It, were they starting one June? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's June. <laughs> you know, definitively. Let me look this up. Yeah. What is it called? Game Fest. Game Fest. Yep. And what exactly did they talk about? Uh, it was just like one of my um, one of the YouTubers spawncast. He started talking about it. Oh, your boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you know, I was I was listening to it, but like early in the morning, it's made to like replace E3 kind of. And they're doing it throughout the summer, though. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Summer Game Fest is a season of digital video game events from publishers, select playable content, in-game events, and more to be announced. It start. Oh, when's the eighth? Is that that's today? <laughs> it already it's right now. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys, it's starting right <laughs> not, now. Not officially right now, right now, but like within today, technically speaking, this won't be produced today. So, officially, it's it was on May eighth. <laughs> wow. May eighth, twenty twenty, and it's gonna continue hopefully till August, like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna do with an inside Xbox. That was yesterday. Yeah. They revealed some new stuff about the Xbox. I haven't looked at it yet. I should look into that. Did they talk about like the specs and stuff like that? Um, Apparently, no matter what, the Xbox is definitely better than the PlayStation it's stronger 5. stronger in terms of specs. That's why yeah. like, the PlayStation 5 still hasn't released their concepts yet. Yes. Because they want to hype that up till the last because day. Because they have to find a way how to market around the power. Like, how do you outsell something that actually is powerful? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Any ideas on how like how the Xbox has gone so far? Like, do you have you seen what the Xbox looks like besides that giant fridge-like thing? Well, <laughs> it looks like a fridge. The specs are definitely a lot better than the PlayStation Four. I mean, well, PlayStation Five, not by a lot, but like. So they did reveal the PlayStation Five specs yet? Just the specs, not the actual. Um, what the console looks like, so. Yeah, yeah, it was in like their conferences and stuff. All like those that. annoyingly frustrating like designs that they keep pushing out every two minutes. Mm-hmm. 
PlayStation 5 going to have backwards compatibility? PlayStation 5 is only backwards compatible with um, PS4 games. So, like, not the previous generations, like, at we, least we don't know. 1 through We don't know anything three. about the previous generations, but what I know from Sony in their previous passes and stuff like that, um, they're only, they're probably only going to do one system. So, what do you mean? So, that PS5 might have backwards compatibility with PS4. And PS3, believe it or not, the older model mm-hmm. had backwards compatible with PS1 games. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that way. Yeah. Back. So I, I have a feeling they're going to continue that. I mean, pattern. not like Microsoft was any good, at least back when they first were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already said how, like, the E3 for Xbox One was just an awful launch and just the worst oh, type yeah. of way to market it. And, like, they didn't offer any proper backwards compatibility until many years later. Until they got a new president that That's used true. to be part of the lead uh, Microsoft Xbox One division, mm-hmm. or not Xbox One, Xbox Xbox Computer Division. I, I forget. Like the, the guy that basically did things that with the, the actual parts itself, rather than one of the normal, you know, fuddy duddy CEO type guys. Yeah. This is one of the people that actually works worked, in the, in works it. on it. Yeah. No, rather I know what you're than talking like about. one of those guys that They're is like, just a suit and tie and says. All a puppet. these grandizing things. Yes. Basically a puppet, yeah. Just speaking things to the shareholders rather than mm-hmm. actually being a person that's been part of the business. Gotcha. So uh, this, this guy's been Phil Spencer. He's been a main lead on uh, Xbox's rebranding and like growth as of the last like five years or so, four years maybe. You know what? Um, PlayStation. That's why. Uh, wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I no. just got to finish with uh, how backwards compatibility exists on xbox one because of phil spencer how they released it i don't know back when it was 2015 maybe 2016 Mm. where they announced uh xbox 360 games finally being on xbox one but only through like a pseudo emulator wow so it's not like officially officially there because it wasn't there to begin with Mm -hmm. but it does run because it still is part of their software because they have the license they'll do it and that's why certain backwards compatible games weren't officially being thrown on there. They had to get the relicensing for all their games again. Mm. That's kind of why it took a slow process. You know what? <laughs> this is why I say better now than never. Because PlayStation said, hey, hey guys, we're backwards compatible too. Hey, remember all those PlayStation 2 games you played way back in 2002, 2003? You can get them now on PlayStation Store, $15 each button below. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, how is that backwards compatible? Like, well, you know, you could buy it. Mm. You could buy the software on your system and play it. I'm looking at this and I'm like, bro, I have the games already. I can't pop this inside of my PS4. Nope, you cannot. Uh. And you know what sucks about it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so all your Xbox 360 games that you purchase online, you can transfer it to the Xbox One. You know that, right? Yeah. All those. Yeah. I, I knew if you have the account. PlayStation, I had to buy Final Fantasy Seven twice. What do you mean? Like, like I bought one on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and then I have to buy it again on the PlayStation 4. So you still have your PlayStation 1? Is it? Play- I have the three. Two? Sorry, three and four. Sorry, three okay. and four. So I have a whole bunch of PS1 games on my PS3. Mm-hmm. I can't transfer all those games over to my PS4. Really? Yep. You already own it on the PlayStation 3, right? Yep, but I can't but you transfer can't it. transfer it to the PlayStation 4. Nope. That's scummy. Scummy. 
No. I, I thought Microsoft Microsoft's been bad lately. I mean, they haven't been great. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll give props to Phil Spencer for making sure it came back into the front lines. Yeah. But they, they also still are a little on the not so grand side. Every business has to make money, though. So I understand why they have to act a little bit like pockets first before they think about the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. If I own those games, I should be able to at least keep those games. Yeah, you know I don't like that at all. <laughs> you don't like that? I don't like how, no, the way you're talking about, like, oh. how you have to rebuy a Yo, game. Yo, I was about own. to say, I was like, yeah. you want to buy it twice? No, right? hell no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm an advocate for paying for a game, even though you don't need to, like those free-to-play yeah. games yeah. that, like, have just cosmetics, so you don't really need to buy it. Exactly. But if you're willing to support the developers, that's fine. Um, I always support developers, especially you indie people out there, indie game developers and stuff like that. I, always I kind of wish that the, they... Did they stop producing a lot of indie games on the Switch or no? No, they're producing more games on the Switch. Yeah, so no, that it's, it's coming it's for like every single system. right? Hmm? It's only like shovelware that you see on the Switch now. You know what? Once in a while, you'll find some good games and put it there. <laughs> yeah, okay. you got to look for it. But mostly shovelware, yeah. <laughs> like this new game that I bought, it was actually, it won an award for something. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what the game's called? 2064. That's the name of it. 2064. Yep. I'm going in there blind. I do not know what it's about. All I know is that it takes place in the cyberpunk era in it's like 16-bit style. 16 or 8 bit style. 2064, you said? 2064. I just bought that for three bucks. Oh, wow. It's blew up on Steam. Mm hmm. 9 out of 10. Holy. When did it come out? Wow. Years ago, dude. Years ago, yep. 2015. Holy God. <laughs> yep, we kept hearing good things from it. So I'm like, wow. $3. Let me pick it up. Well, a little bit more than $3, but you know, tax and everything. Yeah, yeah. Something. It's barely like three fifty, if anything. Exactly. That's a steal, man. It looks real nice. I, I'm into pixel games. The only pixel game I've been really big on was uh, Stardew Valley. But hmm. I think it's because like I grew up with all graphics in hmm. my head, like as a childhood. I even played Atari at one point. I didn't own it, but I played it. You are yeah, that's, the- that's the lowest you can get with graphics, bro. That's like yeah. literal dots. And like, have you ever played that adventure? Yep, and that, like that's that little, the game. That little you're hero, little... you're just moving as a cube. dot. <laughs> yeah, a cube, not even less than a dot, yeah. Yep, I remember just, playing just that. Just a pixel moving. Yep, and because of that, like, my eyes are trained to, like, see. It's the same thing with films. My eyes are trained to, like, Star Wars, for example. Like, we're going back to Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Star Wars, the first three movies, people will be like, oh, the writing is bad, the writing is bad. I'm just going to sit there and be like, bro. It's late 1990s. Well, wait, when it came out? It came out 1990 Star Wars. Which one? The episodes one through three? Yeah. Yeah, they came out in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, it came out in like the 90s. So I'm like, bro. like early 2000s, I think. Yeah, so it had like a different tone to it than what it was. It was mainly the early 2000s. Let me double check. I know The Phantom Menace was like past. Sorry, um, last three. No. 99, yeah. 1999, yeah. And just barely in the 90s. Don't get me wrong, the writing is, like, horrendous. Oh, I'm talking about the ones before that. My fault. What? The ones before that with Luke. Really? The original trilogy. They weren't, they didn't do poorly at all. No, they didn't do poorly. I'm saying if you grab somebody from, like, George. George oh, and stuff yeah, like jo- that. George. Remember how they were complaining <laughs> oh about the movie? Oh, my God, that pissed me off. They were complaining about the movie. I'm like, bro, uh. it's 
Well, when did the first one come out? So I could give. I, I know it's the late nineties. No, the first Star Wars. No, the New Hope did not come out in the nineties. No, late late nineties. Phantom Menace came out in the late nineties, ninety nine. So game uh, movies that came out twenty years before. Late nine. No, sorry, late nineteen ninety. You're sounding worse each time we go on. <laughs> no, Just let me it. look this up. <laughs> late 1900s. Sorry, I got <laughs> yeah, that the, correct. The, I got that correct. The, yeah. the super late 1900s. Yeah. Yes, because we're in the we're in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, dude. Um, New Hope. Yeah, it was in 77. Okay, yeah, I, I knew it was in the 70s. Okay. 90s. Bro, I'm tired, bro. It's like <laughs> one. We are recording this like real 12, late, so he's 20, excused a yeah. little bit, and he's working on like four hours of sleep. Oh. <laughs> you were very adamant about the '90s, bro. I had like 19. Yeah. <laughs> After I had to say the Phantom Menace was in the '90s, I had like 1900s in my head, and I kept telling you 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah, like how they don't like. Uh, how it looked back then, like the setting design and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they well, were working with the budget that they had. Yeah. Oh, at least with like, the first movie, and then, like, with Empire Strikes Back, they had a little bit more to work with. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, like, adapted to the actual, like, the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think about the time, I'm like, okay, so this is where it takes place. I know what to tolerate, what not to tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was, like, in the 19, it's like 1977, you know? And if you actually look at script and writing and stuff like that, it actually changes throughout time, you know? What, like the the, the way that this, the writing process is done, or? Um, dialogue and writing process, yeah. Well, not, not, I wouldn't say story format. Story format would probably be, like, similar. I guess dialogue does change, but that's more like, it, it it's interposed on, like, cultural norms and stuff like that. Like, yeah. how the world changes with it. So, like, sometimes they'll do it in the wrong way, and sometimes they'll do it in a way that's very perceived. Uh, like, one of my least favorite ones is when they enforce a political agenda or some sort. Yeah. Instead of, like, making a message around an agenda be a supplementary support rather than be the whole message itself. Exactly. So, like... Like, like you'll bring up Miles? Uh, oh, yeah. How, yeah. Uh, Miles Morales in the Spider-Man universe... In the original iteration, he was just a black Puerto Rican boy that happened to have Spider-Pen powers. Mm-hmm. And they wrote him as just a black Puerto Rican boy rather than they created a boy who just happened to be black and Puerto Rican. Hmm. Like, why couldn't they just make a person first before they make the I, the ethnicity? Yeah. I think that's the point. I mean, me being a Puerto Rican, I would love to have someone be representing my culture properly. Mm-hmm. But when he first came out, he didn't do that justice. Instead, he had, like, a father that was very scornful and didn't, like, like the way he was acting a good chunk of the time. Then you had an uncle that wasn't loving or caring, just very malice and, like, cold-hearted. It wasn't until the Spider-Verse happened that really redeemed his himself mm-hmm. and, like, brought him back from, like, garbage. Or, like, not garbage, but down in the rubble to the higher echelons where he should be. It's very sad that, like... Two white guys knew a black and Puerto Rican character better than like people that were actually <laughs> <laughs> ethnically in the Marvel universe. Because Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller, I think, Th- those are the two guys that did that uh, Spider Verse. They also did the Lego Movie too. Mm. I love those guys, man. They're great. 
They did the the Twenty One Jump Street movie too. Oh, I love Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> Shoot. And then they they crowd on it with a twenty two jump street. Did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like uh, the ending when they had like the they had like the different movies. Different right? sequels, like yeah, twenty three yeah. jump street, twenty four <laughs> street. <laughs> oh, those oh that was such a great bit. Oh. Yeah. Put them on anything and they'll do it right. You see, all right, I, I know we're going off a little tangent, but uh that that brings me to a point like how bad they did like those eighty movie revamps. Have you seen Baywatch or no? Uh, no. They messed that up. <laughs> it's like they only brought it back just because... It was Baywatch. No, not no. even. It, Why? Just because they saw, oh, these guys did an 80s movie revamp and it did money. So, that so was... let's do it ourselves and do money ourselves. Wow. <laughs> they weren't thinking about anything besides making money. So let's attach some high-profile celebrities, Zac Efron, uh, Dwayne Johnson, throw them on the same thing. I forget there was, I think, Alexander Daddario. What's her face? The most beautiful people in, like, Hollywood, kind of, just for a Baywatch thing. And they kind of had David Hasselhoff. Hurt. So it probably did horrible. It, just, it did horrible in the box office. Jeez. It wasn't a good time. But people that take advantage of, like, a certain identity because they think it's going to do successfully for them. Mm-hmm. It's not the right way to do it. Like, they did just a bunch of like normal child jokes rather than think of anything intellectual or challenging. Mm. At least with like, uh, 21 Jump Street, they did the hilarious, uh, my name is Jan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill are just like the great polar opposites in those movies, man. Yeah. Like one's a total goof <laughs> and the other one's like a smart fat guy. Exactly. You know, speaking of movies, what about like any video game movies? Has there any been any good ones or not? Detective Pikachu and Sonic. All right, Sonic, quote unquote. Did it do well in the box office? I never Sonic, seen it. Sonic did really well in the box. I mean, no, no, sorry. Both of them did well in the box office. I know Detective Pikachu did good. Yeah. I'm not sure about Sonic. Ooh, it did pretty poorly in the did. ratings. Oh, never mind. Uh, I mean, like, uh, what can you expect? I was telling you this. You can't make shit that's painted gold any better than what it actually is. Because even if it's gold, it's still shit. Quote Rios. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure I stole that from my dad. He stole from his dad. He stole from some other guy. <laughs> but, like, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, don't make something like uh, what they did with the whole Sonic movie revamp. Mm-hmm. Brilliant idea. Yeah. To, like go through like that animation process to make it better. Yeah. But the movie was going to be bad no matter what. The plot is what really makes a movie. And if you have a poor plot, uh, Well, if you really think about it, right? I, not you like play, I've seen the movie, so I can't really judge it on the personal critique. Yes. I'm just viewing it on like... Based off of... No, no, I, I again... on my phone yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And the thing about... This is basic assumptions. Yeah, the... And based on, like, because I, lo- I watched, like, a lot of me- um, the reviews reviews on it, yeah. People and were saying that it's, it was a child's movie, right? That's yeah, why I it was a child's movie, yeah. And another thing, too, is that you got to remember, Sonic has little to no plot in its actual story. I mean, it has a little bit of plot, but it's very basic. Mm-hmm. If you ever watched the original, I mean, played the original trilogy of Sonic, Sonic is trying to liberate... Was trying to save animals from Dr. Robotnik. And that's it? That's the first guy covers the first one. So why does Amy exist again? 
Is that just a fill just, furry fantasies? Just for yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so the way it goes is like the very first one. I'm going chronologically. Mm. It's Sonic CD, where Sonic has to save the world from Metal Sonic. The first one. Chronologically, chronologically, CD is oh. before the very first one. Metal Sonic was Metal Sonic created by Doctor Robotnik. Yes, so he has to stop him. And the second one in the chronological order. The second one, which is Sonic the Hedgehog, which is the first Sega game. Yeah, he's just trying to stop Doctor Eggman from capturing all the animals and from rhythm. capturing all the animals. Is that, the second is that, one. Was that his goal? Doctor Robotnik's goal was just to capture animals. Capture animals and turn um, the robots. world into robots. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we were watching yeah. the uh, dorkly thing about it. <laughs> yep, so that covers the first two. The third one, well, he actually got a little bit smarter. He stole the Master Emerald. And, the Chaos Emeralds? Or? Um, yeah, the Chaos Emeralds and the Master Emeralds. No, Knuckles takes the Chaos Emeralds. The Master Emerald stolen by Dr. Eggman or Dr. There's Robotnik. Different whatever ones? You I thought the- so there's one called the Master Emerald, yeah. and then there's seven Chaos Emeralds. Okay. So basically, he's he steals the emeralds from. So there, from there, you're telling me through Knuckles. all of this is there was no good way to make a Sonic movie. There is no good <laughs> plot. Well, this one he actually got a little bit smarter. He tricked um, Knuckles into thinking that Sonic was the enemy. Okay. And then they have a duel. And then Sonic is like, "Yo, you're being tricked." He's like, "Okay." And then they fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. <gasps> me? Yeah. I'm doing bad." Exactly. <laughs> and then they beat Dr. Robotnik at the end. But you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Simple ass <laughs> plots. <laughs> How uh, are you no supposed one, to make a movie out of it? You know, granted, forget it. If it's meant for children, fine. I got. I didn't check the actual box office sale to see if it did well with that at How? least. Because I did want to see it because of the redesign, the amount of mm-hmm. effort that went into that. Same guys that did the revamped like cartoon design, we were looking into it with Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. those guys. They did the reanimation for this. Wow. Sonic Media was awesome. I'll tell you that. It takes like, people that care about the property to actually give is, a damn to make it good. See, this <laughs> is what I was telling people. I was like, you know, there's some of the fans can actually make better material than the developers or design themselves. <laughs> some. There's a some. We got to limit it because we don't want to get into that dark territory. Remember that... Uh, what was that weird Sonic game? You look at Sonic's eyes and then you warp into a dark hole. Uh, Sonic Dreams. We don't want to get into that territory. No, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Fandom, <laughs> the fan base be getting real. Have you ever seen Sonic Dreams or no? No. Oh, that's, that's something I gotta share with you. Have you ever Nightmare seen the fuel. Dragon Ball Z fan base? What? Don't ever rely on Dragon Ball fans to make to yeah, make, make real material. Yeah. They'd be like Super Saiyan 11, Super Saiyan 12, and they just had more hair each one. I'm like, guys, give it a rest. <laughs> this time his toes grow hair. Dragon Ball, exactly. <laughs> Dragon Ball, they made this fan animation called Dragon Ball AF. Mm-hmm. Worst animation I've ever seen in my life. Worst art. I mean, no, the art is fine. Just the worst plot ever. Some bullshit. Damn. It's literally Super Saiyans just fighting each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was just looking at this shit. At first, I thought it was canon. Then after a while, I was just like, bro, this is fake as fuck. I was eight at the time or nine. <laughs> some shit. Like you just believe anything with Dragon Ball tied down was real? I was a little kid, yeah. Well, you've been listening to Avid Addict Unanimous. I've been here, Louis Rios, and this is my friend. Corey Athlete. And, uh, see you guys. See you. Good night. Good luck.